Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. It's hard to speak on what the consequences will be, but, you know, for right now, um, you know, I resign my membership from the tour. I'm, I'm going to play here, um, you know, for now, and that's, that's the plan. Um, you know, but what the consequences are going to be, I, obviously I can't comment on how the tour is going to handle I can't answer for, for the majors, but, you know, hopefully they're going to allow us to play. Obviously, I'm exempt for, for the majors, so um, I plan on playing there and, unless um, I hear otherwise. Oh, there's consequences, all right. Consequences and repercussions, okay? Consequences uh, and repercussions. <laughs> now, don't give uh, them your PGA corn, tour Don't give them your corn, suspended <laughs> 17 <laughs> members who are competing in the inaugural yeah. Live Golf International Series event, which teed off today in London. Uh, those who resigned their membership uh, before starting the Live event, uh, they are also no longer eligible to compete in tour events or in the President's Cup. Now, the big question is the majors, um, because the USGA runs the US Open, as you know, Michael. That's right. They're saying the yep. Live guys are good with them. Uh, the Open Championship, well, probably the expectations that the Open Championship will allow live guys to play. PGA Championship is where it gets, starts to get interesting because their bylaws say all entries must be part of a recognized tour. The live is not that yet. Hell, they don't even have TV rights yet. They got a bunch of money, but no TV rights. And lastly is the Masters. That's going to be the big one. Um, but let's, I'll put it to you like this, man. Whose side are you on? I mean, is the PGA Tour being petty? Are they guilty of, of hating the players and not the game? Because personally, I'm kind of feeling the PGA Tour putting the smack down. What about you? Yeah, hey man, you, you know I love uh, poetry. So uh, to quote Sean Carter, uh, we invite you to something epic. Y'all know what I mean? <laughs> Can I live? Can I live? Look, this is what it comes down to. I Politically... I know it's a different story. Politically, that's a whole other conversation. The Saudi money. Is it? It is. Okay. It's another conversation. I'm, it's another I'll, conversation. I'll have that conversation it's when you're done. It's <laughs> okay, not cool. separate. It's not separate, yeah. but it, it, maybe it's a separate lane. Maybe it's a separate lane. The fact is, I, 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 look, I thought about this earlier today, Mike. All legacy institutions, organizations, ones that we grew up watching, ones that we grew up dreaming about, all have to justify their existence right now. They all have to keep working. You can't just assume, hey, we're the number one golf organization in the world, and we don't have to do anything except say, we're the number one golf organization in the world. We will continue to be that. College football, hey, we're Alabama, Ohio State, USC. And so kids will just want to come here. We don't sure. have to do anything else. We know when there's money, when there's a lot yeah. of money introduced, whether it's yeah. our industry in the media yeah. or professional sports, you better wake up and you may have to respond to something that somebody else is doing. Now, maybe that, okay. that challenger won't be around for long, 
or maybe they'll take some of your top talent and you better respond beyond the suspension. I mean the suspension. Okay, as Dustin Johnson just pointed out. Look, I'm getting paid here. I get the best of both mm-hmm. worlds. That, that, that's what he should have said. I got the best of both worlds because I'm exempt. Okay. So I can play in the, I, I can still win a major and make four uh-huh. or five times as much money here than I could on the PGA right. tour. Okay. Okay. But uh, okay, but, that, okay. but that comes as a call. That comes at a cost. It's so funny. What's the cost? I haven't downloaded you. I haven't downloaded you on my Harvard Business School experience from this past week. Uh, but we literally just studied this phenomenon of okay. building around superstars, this business model of throwing a bunch of money at superstars. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to defer so to Harvard. I, no, no, no. I'm just saying it's just interesting I, I, that this I'm is now you know, Harvard, blowing just, up. But we'll talk offline about that. Uh, just anyway, on GP. Just on GP. <laughs> I, I get, I get what you're saying about the PGA Tour. I mean, it, competition is good. Competition will force them to evolve or should force them to evolve. Okay, but the PGA Tour right now, this is hey, do what y'all got to do. We gonna do what we got to do. You don't get to go. Even if both Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson make more will make more money just for signing up with the live tour than Tiger Woods has made in his career earnings. Let me say that unreal. again. Real both. That's yeah, unreal. Both Phil Mickelson and Justin Johnson will get more of that dirty Saudi money for just showing up. Forget about playing and competing. Then Tiger Woods has earned his entire career on tour. The same Tiger Woods who turned out allegedly damn near a billion dollars. So not everybody's got a yeah. price, which I'll come back to that in a second. But if you're the PGA Tour, you for damn sure put your foot down and say, hey, you don't get to go cash in build another tour that's attached to a, 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 a nation with 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 one of the worst human rights records on the they planet. They don't care about that though. The PGA Tour doesn't care the about P- that. They were well, number the one. PGA they Tour doesn't care about the, the human okay. rights. Okay. Number one. That's number how, one. They this, should. This is business. Okay. Well, okay. They, they, I'll, conf- I'll they conflate care about what business. I care about. I'll conflate what I care about and the optics of what I'm seeing and what the PGA should, okay. should care about, but I'll get there. So you don't get to go take their money. You don't get to go play at these two Trump courses. You don't get to go help build this rogue tour. Okay, and still benefit from the PGA tour. You want your cake? Go get your cake. Congratulations on your 200 million. Right. Congratulations on your 125 million, but you can't have that cake and eat it too. So that's that, where we draw the hey, line. So, so you did what you got to do. We gonna do what we got to do. And guess what Phil? Guess what Dustin? Guess what Sergio? Guess what? Guess what? Who's David? Whoever you want, whoever is going that you ain't bigger than okay. the game and the game of golf okay, is going to go on. The only time no, no, the PGA no, no, no. tour should panic is if and when Tiger Woods decided there's a price for his affiliation. If Tiger Woods decides okay. to walk away or what's left of Tiger Woods decide to walk away. That's when it's a problem. But right now. Okay, that's cute. Go get your money. It's not enough of a no. defection for the PGA tour to sweat it right now. I don't think so. My problem. But I appreciate the standing on what principle. you just said. Let me tell you the problem with what you just said. I have a I, I'm going I'm to pull out a phrase that you said and I have a real problem with it because this is the issue. What you just said is the issue. Mike, you said which part no matter who you are, you're not bigger than the you're not bigger than the game. Well, mm-hmm. the question you should be asking and the question the PGA should be asking is is the game the PGA because that's what's at stake right now. This is a revolution and maybe it is 
Um, maybe it's not well thought out. Maybe it is fleeting and it will be gone in a year or a year and a half. Or maybe it has sparked maybe something else. But yeah. live might be gone in a year yeah. or, or two years, yeah. maybe. Yeah, but the I mean, point they got is, bottomless pockets over there. You've got an organization that says, I want him, I want him, and I want him. And the only thing that has separated, uh, the only thing that has kept them from getting other top names is maybe conscience on some part. Okay. Not everybody. But not everybody. But wait, but that's, but that's why you can't make it a separate conversation. Or, conscience and loyalty. Incom- okay, right. And, okay, okay. Let's bring it together then. Let's bring it together. Either conscience or inconvenience. But the fact is, you got Dustin Johnson. That, Great. That's, you that's got Dustin Johnson. And you got it's Bryson not insignificant, but it, it's you do, but it's not push the panic button yet. Because okay, we still got Rory McIlroy, we still got Tiger Woods, we are still the PGA Tour, and it is yet to be You're determined the what, what these well, other majors are going to do. This is what I would do, I, and I'm not even arguing, Mike. I, it doesn't. I, I, it doesn't. It, it doesn't mean it. It will take. Everybody got a price. Here's a lesson. Let me just say this real quick. Here's a lesson. I yeah, think yeah, we right. can agree. Let's agree on this one point. We can agree yeah, on this yeah. one point. Everybody got a price. Because these dudes, all the dudes you just mentioned, they all just stick into sports. We don't care about journalists being murdered. We yeah. don't care about yeah, sports right. washing. We don't care about human rights. Right. We don't care what former president's right. golf course we play at. Them checks ain't going to cash themselves. They're giving out that paper. And so I'm not going to, this is not even me, Michael. I just want to be clear. I'm not even standing in judgment of them because it's real easy for me to say I wouldn't take, um, were you uh, at Saudi Arabia's $200 million? Were you ain't nobody offering me $200 million. You ain't, ain't nobody offering me $200 million right. to do anything. Okay? Right. Everybody right. got a price. And those that say they right. don't have a price just ain't heard the right price yet. And the only people right. that say, well, how much money do you need? Don't know what it's like to have all that money in the first place. So I am not hating the player or the game. I'm just saying I appreciate the PGA Tour for doing what it had to do in response. Yeah, okay. I respect that. But then the only thing I'll say is, and quickly, the PGA Tour and everybody else in this position, whether it was going back old school, let's keep it to sports, let's stick to sports here, whether it was the NBA responding to the ABA challenge, whether it was the NFL responding to the USFL NFL, yeah. Volume 1 yeah. challenge, or AFL. where they had great yeah. players like Steve Young and Reggie White, they had and, and Jim and uh, Jim the Kelly. They had great players. Go back to right? go back to the AFL. And the that's AFL. Where merger came excuse, excuse me, that's yeah. right. Yeah. AFL yeah. responding to the NFL. No matter what, when you've got a challenger, even if it's mm-hmm. a, a world away, you got to say, okay, how, let, let's reflect. Let's look at what we're doing. We can't just say we're the PGA and harumph, and that's enough. That's not enough. That shouldn't be. Nope. And it, it challenges not. us all. I agree. I to agree. really take care I of agree. our business. Be better. Say, are we innovating? What? Are we marketing? Right. Are we doing right. everything we can do right. to make ourselves Why? the best organization? But th- here's what they can't do: they can't have Saudi Arabian money. They can't pay them that kind of money. I don't know that there's anything that right. the PGA Tour can do That's to right. compete no? with those types of resources. That's but right. for right. every Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson who will sell his soul um, I'll see for, for his money. Now you got the white wig on. You got the white wig on. Uh, yeah, that, you know, you take off the white wig. You take off the white wig. No, you got it on. You got, yeah, you got the white <laughs> wig on. You got it I on. mean, listen, they sold out. You said sell their soul. Party. They did. They did. They did. You said they sold their soul. They, they sold their soul to the right. devil. Enjoy Let your money. The PR line. 
Enjoy the money. Can the I PGA Tour gonna keep it pushing. Yes. No. The, the appropriate line is, I'm doing what's best for me and my family. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you gotta say. Hey, you know, you know what else about to get paid? You know what else about to get paid? Some lawyers. Who? Okay, Greg Norman out here yeah. like we going to court. Okay, some lawyers about Who? to get paid too. This story wow. is fascinating. This fascinating. It's no, I'm with you, man. It makes you step your game up. But we ain't got to we ain't got we ain't got to play along with this. You can't go step out and have your side chick. You can't moonlight with Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that took a turn. We're on the road. We must win game game four. We had a must win game after you know a tough tough one in game one, and we got game two. So the flow, we still feel like we obviously can win the series and. Got to come out with the right inten intensity and focus in game four. Um, but it, to Clay's point, it does help knowing we've been through a little bit of everything over these you know, last eight years and can draw on that experience of showing up, uh, you know, when it, when it, when, we, when you need to to uh, to stay in the series. Draymond, how do you how do you feel you played? You know, like, what was the difference this game? Uh, I just think I never found a rhythm, um, really on both ends of the floor. So, uh, not enough force, but just got to find the rhythm quicker. Draymond, what most disappointed you about the way you guys played tonight in yourself? I was soft. That's what was most disappointing to me, uh, for us. We'll be better. I'll be better. Come out, win game four. Go back home 2-2. You know, early in the season, we would have gave, given up leads and, uh, you know, lost games like that. And whereas now, um, you know, things happen, right? They're a great team. They got great players. They're going to make shots. They're going to go on runs. Um, but it's all about how you respond. And, you know, we didn't, you know, um, hold our head down anything. We caught a timeout, regrouped, figured it out, um, and, and made winning plays. Um, so, you know, I was definitely proud of the group. All right, let's make this a group thing. Uh, Kurt Hillen from Pro Basketball Talk is here. Um, why are you smiling, Michael? That was a. That, uh, I, mean, leave, I know you happen to he's see leaving Kurt. You for I'm happy to see money, Kurt man. too. Oh, oh, is he? What, what'd you say? What'd you say, Kurt? You're leaving him for that Saudi money, man. <laughs> no, right. Listen, no, I'm always. Mike talking about, I'm always. Hey, Kurt, you hear you're Mike introducing a side chick? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. yeah. Hey, man. I, I just uh, just quick side note. I'm I'm sort yeah. of. I have Michael's. Good, you'll appreciate this. I've kind of given up my long-standing, like decades-long Newcastle United fandom for this exact reason. I I can't mm. root for a Saudi PR machine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No doubt. Um, wow. Look, but I was but but back but what's what got us off track a little bit there. I'm I'm elated to see you too, Kurt. But Michael had this like. You know, cat that ate the canary type smile. Like, was that? It, it was like, was that? I told you so. Smile. I, I, so, no, I'm, so, I, I'm just laughing. What was that? I'm just laughing at a number of things. I'm just laughing at a number of things. Man, go ahead, go ahead, proceed. Oh, y'all about to say you can start. You can start where you want. Right. Okay, my, hey, right, well, Kurt, 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 out. Go ahead. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. All right. Well, one of us got. I mean, I'm allowed. I'm well, allowed this to you, Kurt. Like Time Lord. Was last night okay. a bad outing by Golden State and Draymond in particular? Or a bad sign for the series moving forward. It's almost as if the Celtics is like they're in this fight, right? 
and you know both teams are talking about matching force with force and, and but you know it's almost felt like last night the Celtics were like wait we're bigger than you are and 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 they, and they acted like it yeah. they carried themselves like it there was a conversation I had with somebody on the Warriors off the record between game one and two and there was a certain amount of Hey, we played Dallas and we played through the West and we haven't seen anybody this big, this strong, this fast. Like they came at us in waves very different than we had seen till that point. And then they were how much they were going to have to up their game because they realized they are not the biggest, strongest, fastest team in this series. And in game two, Boston helped them out by turning the ball over 19 times and shooting themselves in the foot. And I think that that's what I'm taking away from this so far. Boston's the better team, guys. They're just, when they don't hurt themselves, when they don't turn the ball over or kind of go to sleep on defense for a while and, hey, maybe, I feel bad for Al Horford. You're like, get out at the level of the ball. He's like, I'm at the three-point line. I'm like, that's Steph Curry. That's not far enough, man. Get farther out there. When they actually play up to their potential, I don't think the Warriors can hang. They're not as deep. They're not as athletic. They're not as physical. And they're not as big. And when Robert Williams is playing like that, man, you're not getting much in the paint either. See, and, and, about, and before we go to you, Michael, I, yeah, I, at the risk of riding the wave of this series, because I really do feel like this is, you know, this is Rocky versus Apollo. Like they're just gonna keep throwing haymakers at each other. Like it wouldn't shock me one bit if if the Warriors from Game Two showed up in Game Four. You know, um, but having said, I think what I made a mistake of, Michael, uh, after Game Two was I was I thought the opposite. I'm like. I think the Warriors are better, but for the fourth quarter of game one. And we know what the Warriors do in, in, in game, excuse me, in the third quarter. So I guess Michael was like, is like, was last night, can we count on that from the Celtics consistently? You're right, you're right, Kurt. A lot of the Celtics is, is self-inflicted. A lot of their issues are self-inflicted. But can we count on that type of performance from a, a Celtics team that is great at responding to losses? We know that. The Celtics coming right, off right, a loss, right. don't mess with them. But, you know, part of I think part of their DNA is what I'm getting at, Michael, is that they can either be forced into these errors or sometimes they're unforced errors or sometimes they don't play to their size advantage. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great question. And Kurt, you tell me, Michael, the, the key, uh, the key word or the key phrase Mike Smith was used was, can you count on it now? Or, or what what I hear is, would you bet on it? <laughs> and I would not <laughs> bet on it. So I'm going to say no. I can't count on it. Now, it's Celtics at their best curve. Yeah, they should yeah. be able to do that. They should be able to impose their will on Golden State. But I wouldn't count on it. How about you? Game six against Miami. Last three minutes of game seven against Miami. Like we can go down the list of times that they just seem to not be able to reach those moments, to not rise up. And uh, by the way, they're a young team, first time kind of in this level of setting. I think they're learning how to do it. I think they'll win future championships because they won't make these kind of mistakes. But can they continue to do it here is really the question. I'm getting the feeling they can. I think that their confidence is up. Their resiliency is there. Um, they didn't fold in the third quarter this time. They, they did bounce back in the fourth. They've done it a couple times this series now. They're getting better at it. I'm starting to believe that they can do this and not fold. But if you told me that they came out and got smoked in game four because Steph Curry got hot and they turned the ball over too much, I'd be like, yeah, they're still that team. I, 
I, I'm with you. I wouldn't bet on it, but I'm starting to really lean into the Celtics winning this thing. Because, I, you know, it's almost like the Spider-Man meme. I could say that the Warriors are guilty of the same thing that the Celtics are guilty of. They yeah. both turn the ball over. Like, they both have brain cramps. Steph Curry at the start of the fourth right. quarter, I have no idea what possessed his body. Speaking of his body, <laughs> apparently the ankle injury is not all that serious. They expect him to play in game four, so maybe, you know, unlike last night, maybe Steph Curry is not problem number one. That brings me to Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, do, how do they solve the Draymond Green problem? That's the big one. Which By the way, what? I just watched right before I came on here. Which I is, in a, which is ineffectiveness. Which is, I'm sorry, I was going to say, Michael said, which is what? Which is his ineffectiveness for the most part. Go ahead. Go ahead, okay. Kurt. No, actually, I just watched the whole Steph Curry com press conference. He was asked roughly 47 different angles about his ankle question. And all he would say is, I'm going to play. Wouldn't say. Am I going to be slowed at all? Wouldn't get into the details. Just, hey, he's going to be out there. So that is yeah. what it is. But I think you hit the nail on the head. If they're going, look, Steph's still been the best player in the series. I mean, he's been the best single player in the series. Clay came alive last night and started hitting everything, and it wasn't enough. They have to yeah. have Draymond. They have to get you moving the ball and get the opposing team scrambling into chaos to really thrive. They thrive when the other team is kind of that's why they thrive in transition. They thrive when they get the ball flying around. That's hard to do against this team. It's hard to do against Boston's length and athleticism and just they're on a string. They recover so quickly. You think you've got a four on three after they've doubled and they, they're back in the middle of it instantly. Robert Williams cleans stuff up. They've got to find a way and it's got to start with Draymond. It's not him scoring, by the way. Like he's got to score more yeah. and be a little more of a threat. But he's got to be enough of a scoring threat, but also then find the guys. He's got to find Gary Payton in the corner or Otto yeah. Porter or whoever. The other guys have to get involved. No, he's too much of a liability. It's not, it's not just that he's not enough of yeah. a threat. He's too much of a liability. And where is Jordan Poole? Is he the splash stepbrother? Like, where has he been consistently? Like, he's, he's had flashes, but but nothing consistent. He's Kurt, we nice appreciate flashes. you, man. All, always right. good to see you. Uh, hopefully, see we you talk to you a lot more. Hopefully, this is not a quick series. So maybe we get you uh, now, next week. I, I hope so. I, I, I'm back. I'm home for a couple days for a graduation, then I'm back in this thing, and I, I've still got to get to Boston. I haven't had a lobster roll in a while, so, you know. Yeah, All I right. bring them on. Lobster. <laughs> there are plenty of them. There are plenty of them out Some here. legal seafood. All right, man. We'll talk to you. Thank you. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. No, they just talking. Uh... It's not really my job to react to them. So they did what I expected. Your thoughts on the crowd's response to him all night? On the, on the crowd's uh, response to Draymond? Yeah. Uh, classy. Very classy. What were your impressions of the crowd and the environment tonight, and how much was, a fact was that a factor in the game? Um, it was not a factor. We've played in front of rude people before, dropping F-bombs with children in the crowd. 
Real classy. Good job, Boston. And I'm actually happy he saw that. I'm actually happy he saw that because for the rest of his life, we will have the opportunity to talk about. You remember when I went through X, Y, and Z when you were five, and you remember those people were saying this and saying that. Like, it's okay. You can get through it. Ain't no big deal. So that's all it is for me. Um, yes, my family is livid, and trust me, I get it. I totally understand. But for me, who's, who's, who's raising a young black man in America, for him to understand how this world works, for him to understand how America works, as opposed to how they say America works, that was just another example of it. And so, no harm, no foul. Draymond! Draymond! You too. I, it baffles me. It's so funny when I when I hear people like, oh, you shouldn't be podcast. So what should I be doing when I get to my room? Like, should I go to sleep? Should I watch the film of the game? Because I'm going to do that anyway. So what should I be doing when I get to my room? I I want to know the 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 real answer from people that say Draymond shouldn't be podcasting. So I I hear all the noise about the podcast. It's not going anywhere. You're going to get this podcast. I mean, the podcast you need to be listening to is Jenkins and Jones, also by yeah. way of the volume sports. So if you're going to get a podcast, you need to be getting that podcast. There's so much to unpack here, John and Tyler, starting with the fact that Draymond does not garner any sympathy from anybody, given what he does and what he says on the court. Right. So let's, let's, let's start with that. But, and then there's, of course, as, as, as Tyler and many others have pointed out, they come out the womb cussing like that in Boston. It was probably mostly That's kids right. doing it. Or the adults were cussing like that when they were kids. So there's that. So don't even bring the kids into it. You learn that. But this is what I, you learn but that this what I want to know. Tyler, we'll start with you and then you, John. This is what I want to know. What is the balance between F.U. Draymond going too far and the Warriors being a little too sensitive about it? What's the balance there? I, I hate that I'm going to defend Boston fans here. But I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think I asked Draymond Chan is completely within bounds. Um, you know, um, we saw that his, his wife was upset and his child was there. And Draymond said, you know, we saw the clip that you showed about how Draymond's going to use that as a, as a learning experience for his kid. Um, I think that it's, it's well within line. I think especially if we're grading Celtics fans on a Boston fan curve, they could have they, they they have a history and reputation of going way lower than that. I think that yeah. was actually them, you know, kind of classing it up a bit. Um and, and you know, I I don't think there's any harm, any foul on that. You know, like I said, Draymond seems to be taking it in stride. So it is what it is. When it comes to fandom, that is like that's what PG thirteen, maybe, maybe PG thirteen that chant. Um, but I will say, does it make it right? You know, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not the, the, they're making a bigger deal. And I think that they think they're being more uh, sensitive than they should. But I also understand it's not right. It has to be weird for a kid to hear there's somebody, a whole arena yelling, fuck you, Draymond, about their dad and the wife in a particular way. So, I mean, I think the, I think the, the warrior, I think it's weird on both sides. Like, I don't, I'm not really a fan mm. of fandom and how we treat athletes. Mm -hmm. But also, mm -hmm. um, think the, the Warriors are tripping because they press it a little bit because the way they got their ass, well, they won. 
it, they wouldn't have felt that way about it. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think that's a little right. bit too. Like that's a repeatable ass whooping too. Um, so so I think they feel in a particular way um, after getting taking that L. But you know what? Uh, you know, as, as someone who lives here, okay. And, and when I first uh, and Mike, you know this name, Greg Moore. You know, Greg Moore is a former yeah. managing editor of the Boston Globe. Yeah. And so he's from Cleveland. I'm from Akron. So when I came for my job interview in Boston, he was like, first of all, you got to understand Boston. He said, don't think you can come here. He said, not that, you know, you're a fighter. He said, don't think you can come here and, and think you're going to punk somebody that anybody will try to whip your ass, whether they can do it or not. They're going to try. That's just the Boston mentality. They're very confrontational. And so I think you, that's one. Two, you ever see that commercial? That Sam Adams commercial, it's your cousin from Boston, this real obnoxious <laughs> dude. Okay, mm-hmm. like, that's the way it is. And to your point, John, I would say, yes, it's weird to have somebody saying that about your dad. Hey, F you, Draymond. But it's also weird, and I'm not saying family shouldn't be there because you're supporting your family, but wouldn't it be weird, for example, let's take Draymond out of it. Let's say you're, you're Marcus Smart's girlfriend. And you're sitting there, and Marcus Smart turns the ball over, and somebody from front of you be like, damn it, Marcus. Again, he always does this stupid stuff. Like, there's so many things, non-profane things, that you can hear at a basketball game that will offend you. And it just so happens that the profanity is the extreme of it. But any family going to a basketball game, I guarantee you, you're going to be offended by something. You know what you're getting yourself into, especially as Draymond's wife, or girlfriend. Is he wife or girlfriend? His wife, right? As Draymond's wife. wife. That's his wife. As Draymond's yeah. wife in Boston. You knew exactly what you're walking into. So I get that. And 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 well, I think and Draymond. I think in a in a weird sports way, you they Celtics fans hate Draymond because Draymond kind of turns up Celtics basketball a notch that they don't like to be on the receiving end of. You know what I mean? Like, like those antics that he does, they would love it if, if Marcus Smart did the same thing. You know what I mean? They would absolutely adore Marcus Smart if he if he pulled the same antics Draymond did. And getting a chance like that, in a way, it's a sign of respect. It's a sign of admiration. Oh, it's a badge of honor. Absolutely. Sure. Because, because like guys who they legitimately do not like, like Kyrie, they aren't giving Kyrie those chants. You know what I mean, but 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 but, but there's some some admiration there. On, on well, yes, they do. Oh, <laughs> he's oh, got him too. Oh, this, but he, 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 he got, got a, no, but he, he got, got a whole. But he he's got him for different reasons. He got him for different reasons. See, this is their love language. We all agree on that. But he, <laughs> but Draymond is getting it out of a respect from an opponent standpoint. Usually, that kind of vitriol is reserved for people that have spurned them, like a Kyrie, or for people who have spoken out about Boston's history or how Boston treats his players or how Boston treats opposing players. Draymond did none of that. Draymond just, you know, went at Grant Williams. Draymond just dominated the game with his and you know, emotion in, in game two. And, oh, and oh, one of the he family. Did, he did come at the family, but it's this is why I asked the original here. question. But this is why I asked the original question to John about what's the balance. And you kind of you went there exactly what I was feeling, John. It's like, and Michael, you said cousin a second ago. This is the precursor to the fan athlete interaction that we all universally condemn. When fans take it too far, whether that's running on the court, whether that's touching players, whether that's you know talking about players' families or calling them boy, all the things that end up making headlines that everybody says, whoa, 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 we can't have that. Well, you just had F.U. Draymond in unison by an entire arena. What's the next logical step? I, what's odd about it is that 
you know, like, like you're talking about respect. You know what I mean? Oppos opposing fans show respect or show hate to people that they that they know are good. If you're not good enough, they're not even going to put that energy towards you. But like for right. me, it's just like I, I don't know what the issue is with fans. I don't know what it is. I don't know where the line is. I can't, you know, I can't. I, can't, I don't. I don't have that solution. I do think what they said is normal. But like I said, I don't know if it's right. And the next right. step we know exactly. is definitely not difference. right. So where, and right. so where do we, where do we, where, where do we find a balance? I don't know, you know. But I'm glad I'm the yeah. person to decide that. Yeah, yeah I think it's a, uh, I think, I think it's there's a lot of East Coast to this too. I'm just thinking about Yankees, Red Sox. Like uh, I remember being at Yankee Stadium, and you out there in the bleachers, and they have all kinds of chants in the bleachers, and they they take it they take it pretty far too. But if you see a Red Sox fan out there, and let's say he does something or he spills a beer, they start the asshole chant, and they start pointing yeah. at that guy, and it's like a whole stadium. I mean, it's like it's yeah. it's hard to place it. It's, 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 it's what I've been. You know what I mean? It's what I've been used to for almost thirty years here on the East Coast. Yeah. No. So same. I guess same. it is weird, but, I, but I'm just used to it. But but Tyler, I think you hit it on the head. If Draymond decided to walk out. On what is it called? What's it Causeway Street? What's the street right outside of uh, TV yeah, yeah. Garden, Mike? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. It. They all want to line up and take a picture with Draymond Green. But here's, let me for ask sure. y'all this question, Tyler. Tyler, this might be a little bit uncomfortable for you, but but I know you can handle it. Oh, and boy. the only reason, the only reason I even ask this, is strictly because this is just like you know the chant comes with the territory of playing in Boston and being a villain and all that kind of stuff. What comes in the territory when you suck the way Draymond Green did last night is questions about your focus from everybody from people on Twitter to people like Isaiah Thomas. All right, not Celtics Isaiah Thomas, Pistons bad boys Isaiah Thomas. Question the Isaiah Draymond, Thomas. Mis Zeke. The Isaiah the Thomas. Misspelled Isaiah Zeke. Thomas. Where, where does Draymond <laughs> Tyler, does he need to put the podcast on pause to the end of the finals? Or you're going to keep getting this podcast? Absolutely not. Um, I think that the podcast jokes are well within line. I think that, you know, oh, Draymond can't wait to fire up that microphone tonight after this. I think, you know, all, the, all those jokes are great. I think that actually, like, when we saw the reporter ask him, you know, do you think that people are listening to your podcast and getting intel? And Draymond just kind of undressed the guy. Like, what extras and O's am I giving out? Like, you know, I think right. that, you know. Being stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I think that that was a, a dumb question on the part of the reporter. I think that was a question where the reporter was questioning, you know, Draymond's intelligence, like he, he would be out here giving away vital information like that. Like, you know, he basically said, you know, um, you know, um, you know, Hallford and, 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 and Derek White and Marcus Smart, they killed us with the open looks game when we can't let that happen again. Like he said, that's the expense, you know, the, the right. expense of the stuff. He gets yeah. there, right? Like, like benign something we all know. So yeah, I, I, I don't think that it's a distraction. Like I said, I think the jokes are well within line. I think the jokes are hilarious. I think the jokes are cool because, you know, this is something very unique we've never seen before. Like, you know, a player, you know, who, who's this prominent on a championship team, on a dynasty, a potential dynasty in the making here, perhaps in their second act, you know, who's podcasting about it in real time. Like we haven't seen right. that before. So it's, it's new and it's, it's like a charter territory. I don't think it's a distraction though at all. John, it's like if, if Charles Barkley was was doing TNT while he was playing. This is yeah. in, in real time. He's like a media member and a player at the same time. I mean, he's playing basketball, goes home and talks basketball. That's that's yeah. the that's ex what he's doing. Like in a, the, the most foundational way to explain it. Yeah. What is wrong yeah. with that? 
Do y'all, I mean, you know, yeah. like, do we expect these players to just be athletes and not humans and do other things outside of that? His just happened to be extremely successful. We got Miles Bridges yeah. posting lean on Instagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, what was, and then we had the other one now. What was, what was, what was Michael doing after he got, got, got done playing? Oh, we know, oh, we know what Michael was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was yeah, Magic yeah. and them doing? And they still right. found ways. I think the issue is Draymond's just not as good as he was. That's the issue. Yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's, the, that's more of the problem. Is like we're expecting Draymond to be the Draymond we saw 2015, 2016, even 2017. He's not that Draymond anymore. You know what I mean? He's more of a – his, what he does is show up in the stat sheet you know, I mean, he's a QB, making the offense, make sure the offense runs smoothly, and, and it does when he's on the court, and he's also the QB of the defense. So what he does vocally, said he screens things like that, is where he's good at, so it's not going to show up in the stat sheet. I think people, it's weird that we're even talking about the fact that, you know, this 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 podcast is distracting him. What are well, most no. athletes doing after games? It's, no, right. he is, he's, absolute, he's absolutely right, and you are absolutely right, that how he spends his free time is his business, especially if that free time coincides with his day job. It's not like he's doing it's a podcast about, about decorating. It's not like he's but doing a, a movie difference. at night. But wait, but, but, but here's I was going to say, Michael, now I, I, I'll pass to you, Michael. I was just going to say this one thing. It, ironically, because his game is getting in people's head, whether it's the back and forth with the aforementioned Cedric Maxwell or whether it's you know, just the, the chirping, the talking, which is supposed to be his strength. He's not bringing it. So whatever the reason is, that's why people I think are reaching for a dist uh, what's distracting you. What's in your head? Are you too busy being a brand? And I'm, 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 I don't believe this necessarily. I'm saying I get where the questions come from. Michael, okay. are you too busy being a brand? Are you too busy being a media member? Are you too busy trying to be, you know, an agitator that you're not producing the way you need to? Does that make sense, Michael? Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. Maybe that sh that should have been a question. You no, know, like, don't, don't you hate oh, when somebody is coming to you? And they just and they, no, 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 no. I'm saying you got it right. The reporter last night. Oh, okay, you mean a reporter? Oh, you mean a reporter? No, no, I ain't, I ain't coming to you like that. Come on, come on, come on. No, I'm saying the reporter last night should have like Tyler and John saw that too. They were like, damn. Y'all think I'm that kind of dude? Good content. See, y'all think I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. Y'all feel like I'm that kind of guy that reduces. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm just thinking out loud, man. I'm trying now, my best. Here. I would say the difference, uh, John. I would say the difference between like what Jordan was doing off the court and Reggie Miller and everybody else is that it wasn't broadcast. Like we didn't know about it. That's true. So yeah. if somehow it's not going to come back. We're not going to be talking about it a day later. Whatever you did last night, whatever, whether it was poker or you know whatever. That's gonna be with last night, but with Draymond, yeah. what you done, what you've done in your hotel room. Now we're gonna recycle that and repurpose that because maybe there's right. something we can use. Especially it's just ongoing conversation. Well. Yeah. I will say this: I feel like there's a few guys we never really have to question their dedication to the sport. I think Draymond's one of them. We're like we're not. It, mm -hmm. it, uh, I don't think that anything matters more Passing than Draymond at this moment. You, you feel yeah. me? And nothing matters yeah. more to him than winning this chip. He's just not yeah. playing. He didn't have a good game, and he's not the same Draymond we're used to seeing in in, in these finals. Yeah. And and I, I think it just it just comes down to the flawed logic that 
sports fans have that, you know, if an athlete loses, he just needs to go into exile, right? Like you don't need right. to do anything publicly. In a fetal position. Roll up in a big old ball and die like Lenny Williams. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. If, if you're an athlete, That's a you, if you're right. an athlete and you lose, uh, sports fans expect you to be like the, the, the Rocky Ford training montage in Serbia. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's what they want to see. They don't want to see you podcast. And I think that's just a flawed way of thinking. I think it, 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 it dehumanizes athletes. It makes them to be these robots who, who just, you know, everything crumbles when they lose and they can't go on and they just are, are you know, sunken in their misery about that. And that's, that's just not how it is. I mean, because we didn't, we didn't hear any of this buzz when, when the, when the Warriors, you know, rolled, you know, the Western Conference. We didn't hear any the of this Draymond's yeah. podcasting too much talk in, in, in there. Yeah. We didn't hear it until these finals when, you know, understandably so Draymond is thinking it up, so. And, and maybe, and maybe, just maybe they're running against a, a better team. Hey, listen, we love Draymond. We love his podcast. Draymond Green, if you listen to this, continue doing the second best podcast on the volume four. <laughs> you got a way to stop closing that gap. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> no. You can have that. Hey, uh, hey, that's just one man's opinion. That's one man's opinion. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> we love y'all, man. Appreciate you. Love love you. Appreciate y'all. Good stuff, Always y'all. fun. Always fun. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Well, Chris Sims got himself a list, all right. Leave it to Chris yeah. Sims to, st- to kick up dust, to stir up trouble. Uh, we are like down to eight. his final four. That's his top 20. We got process el- of elimination. You should know who his final four are. And basically, we about to argue because when it comes to Chris Sims, it's provocative. No, it's not. It's gets gross. the people going. It's- Um, Chris, I really want to cuss. I'm gonna just I want to cuss worse than this, but I'm gonna say kiss my ass. Tom Brady. Okay. And number eight. Tom Brady's number, number eight. eight. Let's just start there. Is Let's just start high? there. Let's just start. Mike, is that too oh, high? Oh my god. <laughs> if I high, you mean like eight, nine, ten? Yeah, that's too high. High is Tom Brady number eight, Chris Sims. Let's just start with that. Uh, well, okay. All right. So, you know, again, my list is a, everybody's on the same. It's not career accomplishments. It's not okay. what you did five years ago. Okay. okay. It's not, it, it's all about right now where you are. All right. Tom Brady's still really good. There's no doubt about it. Why is he where he is? I mean, to me, it's obvious. Like, I, I, I think like the other guys that are in front of him, plain and simple to me, are just more talented and can do more with less. This is what Woo! I talk about with Brady. He's the man. Woo! He's 44. Yes. Well, look, any game, listen, every game you've watched the Bucks lose over the last two years, right? It's always the same thing. Oh, wow. They're getting there with pressure with Brady, and he can't do anything after that, okay? And the guys that are in front of him, when they get in those certain uh, circumstances, they do do things. So that's where so I'm going to like, push is, back on this that. Is a, this when, is a talent ability thing, not accomplishments. 
not wins and losses. This is this is straight up like your your favorite this is quarterback just about how good you are right game. now. Exactly. Right now, and there's a little bit projection involved too. Like you know, hey, a year one player. I've been around this for a long time. Like let's project he's going to get better. You know, like a lot of like we've seen a lot of guys do certainly. So that's what it's about. And hey, Brady's on an amazing football team, and he's still an amazing football player. I mean, he really is. There's no doubt. But yes, this is about right now, right this second. And how I do this is really. Hey, the first thing, pure talent, right? Yes, you know, what do you got to offer talent-wise? I thought the first, I thought the thing, first thing was, I'm, how can I piss people off? I thought that was the first, that's not the first thing? Well, <laughs> no, no, that's no, see, see, this is where, this is where, this is where I like the list because it pisses people off, but this is what I want to say to people. A lot of those people, you're wrong. It's just like the same people got Ooh. pissed off when I made Matthew Stafford number six or seven the last few years. He's stupid. You're stupid. He can't win a playoff game. He gets on one team in the first time and in the history of his mm. life, and he wins a Super Bowl. So that's why I'm here. Now, I know not everybody's going to agree with me, but I've been around it for a while. And with, with, the, with the conversation oh, like we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I like did, it. Did you, did you hear that, Michael? That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Hey, somebody's okay, got to be I'm somebody here. with knowledge okay, and an expert. Hey. I'm sick of – I'm just saying I'm not I'm, saying I'm, I'm always all, right. Ooh. I'm just sick I'm of – I'm, I'm, I'm sick of Joe the bartender telling me where the quarterback should be ranked, okay? That's All what right, I'm trying to okay. tell you. Joe the bartender okay. thinks he knows more than me, even though he's never Ooh. seen a quarterback in person in his life. So that's where I, I push back on it. But, you know, here's the criteria. We're all on the same team. We're, it's all the same team. We all have the same system we're working. We got all the basics in the NFL. All right, so that's where I'm going off. Your talent, what you got, decision-making, leadership and effect on the football team in that direction and that's where Brady is amazing I would argue that he's in front of some guys that are more talented than him but because of that that like knocks them up a little bit in my opinion and then hey the pocket movement there and everything that way but that's why he is where he is again when it comes to New Orleans and I know they're really good or the Rams games the Rams three times now we've seen over the when teams can get there with four, Brady is right. not going to be able to do a whole lot. He makes zero plays outside of the pocket. And then what's even worse is he makes a lot of bad decisions because he starts to get jumpy and do things like that. I almost put Dak Prescott in front of him because of one reason. Because I wanted to go, I'll let you talk in a second. Sorry, hold on. I did. But one reason, because I kept coming back to going, Man, Dak Prescott would have never been down 27 to 3 if he was the quarterback of the Bucks against the Dallas Cat, I mean against the Rams. There's no way. That uh, Brady got trouble early and it was, "Oh my gosh, get it out of my hand. Oh my gosh, throw it. Oh gosh, oh my gosh, I'm flinching everywhere." So to me, that's why he said, "I know I sound like I'm a jerk here and I'm not being mean to Tom Brady, but I'm just saying no, the quarterbacks no, in front of him would not bit. do some of that." That's a what little. I'm saying. Well, I, I just I just I don't want to spend the whole I got to come Brady. hard. I don't, I don't want to spend the whole segment on Brady because your top four, your top four are interesting. I mean, process of elimination is not a spoiler alert. It's Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, and Herbert, um, which may, I, I, I'm fine to say. Michael, tell you, I always say sometimes you're so far ahead until you look lost. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm not hating on your logic here for the most part, and uh, okay. you're consistent in like being objective because your man Aaron Rodgers, you got at number five. Okay, so that's you, so you are being objective here. But the only thing I'll push back on on Brady before we move on is this idea of more with less. 
Nobody's done more with less for longer than Tom Brady. He wasn't always on this loaded Bucks team. That's number one. Number two, Matthew Stafford, who I love, who I've always loved, didn't do shit when he didn't have shit to work with for the most part. He gets to a good team and he wins. You're not going to tell me Russell Wilson has done more with less emphasis on the more part than, than Tom Brady I'm has. Surprised he, I'm yeah, surprised he said that about Stafford's. No, 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 I'm saying I'm saying in terms I'm saying I'm saying in terms of the idea of elevating your supporting cast. Some I, okay. like well, or, there's or, only or so much you can do here. This is yeah, well, that's where I want to push back. I mean, again, see, he I'll disagree with you on Stafford because there's so many years where they were eight and eight or nine and seven mm-hmm. or squeaked, squeaked oh, in the playoffs. Preacher quiet. Go, but the t- but I know, but I and I just want to say to the people there. But the team, what I'm saying is like in a lot of those years, that team they were three and thirteen, they were four and twelve teams that got back to eight five hundred or eight and eight because mm-hmm. of Matthew Stafford. Now Brady, with your more than less, I'm going to push back against that. Nobody has thrown to more open receivers in the history of football than Tom Brady. Everything bears that out. Any analytical site you go to, any team you talk to that has analytics is going to tell you that, let alone he is the most well-protected quarterback in the history of the sport with Hall of Famers all over the place in New England. Stop that with the more or less and all of that. There's no way. Those teams were extremely talented. He had superstars at DB. He had superstars on the defense. He had the best defensive coach. He had the greatest tight end in the history of football. He had the best slot receiver in the history of football. He had the second best slot receiver in the history of football. He He had the greatest receiver in the history of football, not named Jerry Rice, on his team. So I'm not going to go for that, even though I know it wasn't Jamar Chase and Higgins and all that. So let's talk about somebody else because you're going to make all the people think I hate Brady. No, oh, oh, why why on earth would they think that? Oh, just our text thread just came to life. Because the Brady Mafia comes at me the hardest. I know, so I have to be emotional coming back at it. And then that sounds like I hate him, but I'm really just mad at his people. Okay, go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. There's so much good stuff. Um, (laughs) Are you saying, let me just one more thing, one more thing, before we get to another specific guy. Are you saying right now I'd rather have this guy than that guy? Can I read the rankings that way? In other words, Matthew Stafford sure. is six, Tom Brady is eight. I'd rather have Matthew Stafford than Tom Brady right now. Is that a fair way to look at it? It's 100%. There's no doubt about okay. it. Yes. I, I Again, okay. I know it's going to be like people, Brady's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. But right now, at this point of their career, again, like yeah. Matthew Stafford was pressured, you know, in the Super Bowl and other games to the extent of what I'm telling you, like Brady had to go through and he doesn't flinch. And there was no Odell Beckham Jr. And the tight end was hurt and there was no other receiver to go to. And he just stood in there and continued to make flamethrower throws down the middle of the field. So okay. I know he's not as good as Tom Brady overall. And Brady, come on. He's 44, I, and he's in the top 10. It's it's insane. He's amazing. No, I, I don't want I, yeah. people to think I, I don't think no. that. Yeah, no, oh, no, no. We, we, we would never think that. We got we got we got two minutes left. Every every quarterback folds under pressure for the most part. Go ahead, Michael. Let me ask uh, real quick. I heard you this morning, and I wanted to, I wanted to follow up. I heard a little bit, and I was like, did he just say something? And and you and Florio tell Florio to slow down and let you make your point again. Um, because I heard you say you were talking about Deshaun Watson. So you have Watson at 13. That's interesting to me. 
But then you guys are talking about Stefanski and how he didn't. Did I mishear that he didn't necessarily want Deshaun Watson, that the decision was made above him, or that he did want Deshaun Watson? So just clarification on that. Yeah, cool, cool. No, I mean, first off, Watson, when, when playing all systems go, he was one of the hardest guys here to do because he hasn't played or practiced in like a year and a half. I mean, he's just getting back to practice. Again, it's hard to come back and think you're just going to be, oh, one of the best quarterbacks in football when you haven't played for a year. That, that's where that he's sense. dropped a little bit. And I don't know, maybe a little bit bias in my brain to go, I don't know, maybe he's not going to be there this year either. But to the question or the thing you're talking about, Michael Holly, is, no, I think we were talking about we feel bad for Kevin Stefanski. He didn't make this bed. Now he's the one that has to sit there and answer these questions all the time. You know, by all due accounts, it sounds like it was a Jimmy Haslam front office yeah. thing. Not to say Stefanski yeah. was totally in the dark here, but, I mean, you know how it went down. First off, horrible job by them reading or knowing the quarterback you have in Baker Mayfield. Did you really didn't think he was going to get pissed off and, like, not, not right. want, and want to keep the relationship going? And I think, you know, that's Go what ahead. we were talking about, that Stefanski's got to be up there to answer these questions. And a lot of these problems are not his, and I feel for him. Sorry. Uh, we, we, no, that's okay. We got to pick this up next week because we're out of time. Uh, we know your top four. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, just if I know you like I think I do, is Allen, Mahomes, and then either Burrow or Herbert. But we'll talk about that next week. Good guesses. Um, this was fun. Okay. This was I'll fun. I'll be here. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. You're the man. Good stuff, Peace brother out, Sims. Get the people Brady, going. Call, Tom Brady's calling me. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hey, one thing that got lost the last couple of days, we got a black woman owner in the NFL, Melody Hobson, one of the most powerful executives in the country, part of the ownership group that bought the Broncos for four and a half million dollars. Billion dollars. How about that? I can't even say billion. Hey, hey congratulations. <laughs> <say> million. <laughs> All right, man. We're I'll available. We're stuff. available to be high. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.